You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. Phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go to the front of the line. We don't have any new callers today, so we're going to start off with Jimmy. So I'm a fool. What? Why? Why does he do that? Why does he throw a big floaty ball right down the middle of the field when the whole game's on the line? It's third and twenty. Pick up ten yards. Get half of it. Keep us in it. What's up? Is this a rookie thing that he's going to get over? Is this Favre before he got disciplined a little bit more? Um. What's up? Why does he just do this? It seeming it seems once in a while. Um, this isn't college, man. This isn't that you know that he has nothing and you just go for broke because what else are you gonna do? Like that shouldn't be the case. There should be um, some option. So I would wondering. I'm hoping. I assume you watched that play. That interception a number of times, I'd like to know, is there a better option? What's he doing? Go back, go. Well, I think at this point we've all discovered there there not only was a better option, it looks like there was two better options, but um, look, I for the sake of not trying to say the same thing over and over again, which I'm sure is going to be tough because there's going to be a lot of the same topics coming up, I guess I would just say that... Um, kind of revert back to basics here with Jordan Love and and Matt LaFleur echoed some of these sentiments that we every single person knows that he has the talent, right? I'm going to go ahead and sound like a Bears fan for a minute. He has the talent. He has the talent to be a really high-quality quarterback. We see it in the second halves of games. We saw it against the Bears. We saw it against the Saints in the comeback. We haven't seen it enough. We haven't even seen it 50% of the time. But it's there. And like I said before, time is running out. So for Jordan Love's sake, and for the Packers, and for the entire Packers fan base, as as fun as it is to look at quarterbacks and whatnot, that's not the best case scenario, that we get a new flashy quarterback. The best case scenario is Jordan Love can just calm down, 
and get back to what he already was. Not, I'm not asking him to be something else. I want Jordan Love to just be Jordan Love because Jordan Love is good enough, right? I mean, he has every single attribute that we need him to have. That's why he was drafted. But we're seeing things devolve, and certainly things have devolved around him. The team feels like it's crumbling, and maybe it's a little bit unfair to ask him to be that sort of glue, to be the leader of that locker room, to galvanize the crew. You know, as much as we want to put that on Matt LaFleur, and fair enough, you know, somebody has to step into that void for for his own sake. Because, you know, again, at the end of the day, if this season continues, Christian Watson's coming back, and Jaden Reed's coming back, and Romeo Dobbs and Luke Musgrave are coming back, and I'll... I don't know how much of the offensive line, but a good portion of the offensive line and the running backs, they're going to be back. And they may not be back with Jordan Love. So Jordan, for Jordan's sake, really needs to, you know, embrace some of the, the stuff and just just accept, like, look, yeah, my, my receivers run wrong routes sometimes. And um, the offensive line is, is kind of a, somewhat of a disaster sometimes, which, you know, I mean, that's the NFL. Guys are going to miss blocks and people are going to be coming at you hot and heavy and whatnot. But... Um, I, I just, it, it's got to click, man. You know, I mean, the thing started to click for the Packers last year way too late, but it, but it did. And I, I remember, I remember everybody saying tank, 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 tank. And I didn't want to go there. And then I finally got there and I'm like, you know what? I think you're right. I think it's done. I, I, I don't know if replacing Rogers is the right move and see what Jordan's got, but like, I, I just, I think we're done. And I think it was like the next week, boom, like it exploded against the Cowboys. And then, you know, it was kind of up and down from there. And then after the bye week, it was great, but it just felt like it was never going to get better. And we were all convinced it was never going to get better. This is just a bad football team. In fact, the parallels to last year, I mean, obviously there hasn't been a rebound, but I I even pointed out the parallels before things got bad. Right. I, 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 everybody was riding high after that big comeback biggest you know tied for the biggest comeback and all that stuff and i i played the i think it was like week three matt lafleur last year where they were riding high and talking about how great this team is and everything else and and it's like but then what happened everything fell apart and that's what happened here too so i'm not going to dismiss the possibility that the team can turn it around and, and it's going to have different repercussions right rogers was out the door because he was ready to go out the door anyways i mean the packers are ready to move on and and see what jordan love has if they can turn it around, Jordan at least gets another year. And it'll give us some confidence that, hey, you know, we were kind of riding high, and if we can continue this and we kind of figured it out, et cetera, et cetera, you know, whatever. Is, is this stuff fixable? Yeah, I, I think it is. Now, the downfield accuracy, I don't know, because that's not something we've actually ever seen from him. The ability to play under pressure, we've seen individual plays, but collectively, when you look at the grades and stats, they're pretty bad. But... I mean, he was very cautious, very careful early in the season. There were a couple bad throws, but they weren't reckless. Um, so, I, you know, again, I'm not going to lie and say that my confidence level isn't through the floor right now, because it is. But I don't know. I mean, it, this is the season we got to work with. This is what we have. This is the team we have. These are the guys that we have to root for. Um, I do want to try to turn the corner at some point. I know we're all frustrated. But to start turning from, you know, fighting over who we should hate and get back to the part where we're fans of this team a little bit. You know what I mean? So we get the venting out, and at some point we got we to gotta root for the team, I guess is all I can really say. What's going on, Ryan? The game just finished. And 
I have a weird feeling I'm conflicted because honestly, I know we almost came back, but I'm kind of glad we didn't. Not because I, I don't want to win, but it's just like they need a reality check of we just can't just come back. As I, I, I'm glad that you're like the second person that's called in because I, I feel weird having that feeling. Like it feels wrong if we win this game. Like it's not deserved. And it's the second week in a row. It's the same with the Raiders. We were look like about to come back, and I was like, I don't like this. Like it doesn't feel right. You know, I mean, I mean, and that happens on the other side too, where you, where you know sometimes you'll lose and you'll be like, well, we we didn't lose. We beat ourselves or whatever. You know, it's kind of on the other side of things. And it's like, oh, you're full of it. Well, no, I mean because this time we're on the other side, where had we won. It would have been them beating themselves. We didn't win that game. We didn't do anything to earn a, a victory. And I don't mean to trash everybody. There are guys that stepped up. You know, there, there, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. Some positive grades via PFF and everything else, and and we'll cover that. But um, it's just, I mean, it. You know, it, it. Let's just, let's just be realistic. And 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 I understand that's not how the NFL works. And sometimes you win and you don't deserve it, and that's just the way it goes. And and whatever, but. I don't know. It's it's just it's not how I want things to go. I don't I don't want to accidentally lin- you know like the Vikings. The Vikings won what 13 games last year and it's like come on. They they freaking suck. Now they weren't as bad as we're playing right now. But that team was trash. That was the third best team in the NFC North. The Packers and the Lions did and would beat the living daylights out of them without any hesitation last year and neither of those teams won even went to the playoffs. Um it's just, you know, I mean, it, it's cool. It's you, you get to hang the banner, you know, yeah, we won the North, we did this, we did that. Cool, great. But I just, I want it to be a good team, you know? I don't, it's, it's I don't know. Maybe for some people, I just want to win. I want to enjoy my Sunday with a win. Fair enough. But for me, I, I, I just want it to be a good team, and it's not. And they didn't deserve the win, so it wouldn't have been satisfying if they won that game, to me. single game, we actually have to play a full game. and. It's just, why can't we just play a full game? Why can't we just start at the beginning and actually do something? I don't, I don't get it. Um, I don't put that in interception entirely on Jordan Love. Samori Toure did not even. He just, you could see that he was kind of waiting for the ball to come back, come to him, and didn't really go for the ball at all. And um, yeah, it. You could. There was a receiver that was coming open if Jordan Love would have waited on the left side of the field, but that's water under the bridge. But anyways, um, yeah, and Packers didn't deserve that win, and it's yeah, like I said, I'm kind of glad they lost. Not, not because I don't want to win, right. but can't just come back every time. So, yep, I already made my point. Bye. Yeah, I mean, look, if if you're better over four quarters and that just means you were worse in the first half, but even more dominant in the second, I mean, it's not how I want to win, but fine. But it's just, we're watching it, and even in the good parts, it's like, is this a really, really good football team? You know, I mean, even and that's even where you get disappointed with the defense, because it's like, all right, here comes the comeback, like, now we're going to look real good. And then the defense just lets them march down and score, and I'm like, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know. 
I mean, maybe it's unfair to expect even more of the defense, but it's like, can we just be a freaking cohesive team? Like offense, defense, special teams for like five minutes of a game. Is there any point at any at, at any point in this game, can we have three phases? You know, can can we have the coaching and the playing and, and the three phases? And can, like, I'm not asking for even four quarters of that. It, can there be one single moment <laughs> where we can just show up and play? So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how she goes. And and again, we're just going to keep... A, I know everyone will, don't overreact. And there's a difference between saying, I know and I think. And, and we have to be freaking grown up, grown up enough to understand this. Saying, I think, is a prediction. It's saying, I'm, I'm taking the information and I'm doing my best to extrapolate out how this is going to end. It's not saying I know that that's going to happen. I'm not, I'm not out on Jordan Love. I'm, I'm not saying the season is done. I'm not saying any of that. Because I don't know. Crazy stuff happens all the time. But I can easily look at the situation as it is and try to extrapolate where we are and what that looks like if it continues into the future. That's not that hard to do. And we got to stop over, oh, would you just relax? Would you let the guy play? Come on. Yes, we have. We've let Jordan play. And I understand that there is more football to be played and he can still turn this around. I get that. That's why I didn't say he's never going to be good. I said this isn't good enough. And I said it, in fact, starting in like, what, week two? This isn't good enough, and if it continues, it's going to be a problem, and then it continued, and then it continued, and then it continued, and then it continued, and it's continued every single week so far. By the way, still to this day has not had a good game. Looking at PFF, he was in the 50s again. Not one. This was his second lowest graded game. The worst was the week before. His two worst games have been the last two weeks. I'm not saying I know, but every week that goes by, every pass that goes by that things don't get better, we have the right to understand where things are and try to, you know, say that this is what I think. But they are two different discussions. That's why there's a difference between I don't think this is going to work and I think we should replace Jordan right now and see what, what Sean Clifford has. Saying that means I know he's not going to ever figure it out. And I'm not saying that. And even if I did know, I don't know if I'd put Sean Clifford in because I just... There's almost no chance that the guy's going to be ready to play quarterback today. And even if he was... Are we going to pass on Caleb or whoever other quarterback because this backup dude kind of looked good a couple times? Like That's not going to happen anyway, so it's, it's, not, it's not important. But again, all I'm saying is there is a difference between what I'm predicting based on what's happening and what I know. I never know how I even get on these topics. Like, how did we get here from what you were saying? Anyways, uh, Chris from Alabama. Chris from Alabama, man. What's up? I'm calling in to let you know I am 100% out. <laughs> Chris knows. I am 100% He doesn't think he knows. On the quarterback. I don't care what kind of improvements he make throughout the season, uh, the rest of the season. Well, Chris, I gave Jersey Mike some crap. So I'm, I'm going to give you a, a tiny bit of crap, although I'm basically there with you. And and the bottom line is, what I said to Jersey Mike is, if you're going to tell me you know for a fact that the, the receivers are getting open, you can't tell me that I can't say the play calling is okay. Similarly, if you're gonna if you're gonna say that even if Jordan figures it out, I'm out. Um, I won't follow you down that path. Let's just say that if he starting next week against the Vikings starts shredding them and does it every week after, I might be nervous because it's like, what the heck was that back there? Like, is that gonna happen again? Because I feel like that's an unresolved issue. Like, there's there's always gonna be anxiety. But I mean, look, if if he if he wants to change this, I'm I'm all for it. I'm ready for it. But I do agree that I think, not no, I think that this is not going to change. 
And though there's, I would assume he's going to have a good game at some point because it's unlikely that he's never going to have a good game. I don't think that's, I mean, Justin Fields and Zach Wilson, all these guys had good games at some point. So I'm sure there's going to be improvement in in very small doses. But do I think there's going to be consistently just like, dude, this guy is the guy, like four quarters, tearing it up, consistent good play. If I'm guessing, I'm laying a good amount of money on no, that's not going to happen. I'm out. I'm out. As far as I'm concerned, we ain't got to win another game. I'm out. I'm 100% out. I am out. This, I don't care about the the 200 total yards. Most of them was on the ground. <laughs> Most of them was on the ground, man. Man, this quarterback ain't it. He ain't him. He ain't. He ain't. He ain't. He ain't this up. He not that. He not none of that. It's over. As far as I'm concerned, we can lose the rest of these game, man. And try getting number one pick, which I'm probably sure that's not going to happen. They are going to fight and win a couple of games. Yeah. But we need a quarterback. Jordan Love ain't it. One hundred percent, I am out. And I, it might be premature. I'm probably going to get killed <laughs> and all that. But I'm out, bro. This was ridiculous. I'm out. Yeah, and I had uh, who was it that sent me that? Oh, it was Rev Trev um, over at. Uh, let me let me shout him out real quick. So Rev Trev is a uh, really good dude. I've worked with a little bit in the past. Kempner Sports. He's on Twitter at Rev Trev K R E V T R E V K, and he's got a really good YouTube channel also. Um, Kempner Sports. K E M P N E R. S-P-O-R-T-S. He's a Packer fan. He does Packer stuff. Um, by the way, he's only got 422 subscribers. He definitely needs, needs more than that. So do him a favor and go subscribe. Anyways, he shot me a message and he was like, you know, don't forget. Let me Actually, let me read it here. Three-time Super Bowl winner Troy Aikman. First year as a quarterback. Nine touchdowns, 18 interceptions, 52.9% completion record. The Cowboys won one game. He didn't complete more than 60% of his passes until his third season. Love is already better doing better than that. I'm still holding on to hope. And he goes on to say, look, I know it's a reach, et cetera, et cetera. But, and, and, and he's right. But here's, here's sort of the big picture, right? When, when you look at it, or at least the way my brain works from a statistical standpoint, you're looking at a pool. And so when I look at it, we draft a quarterback in the first round, right? Just generally speaking, statistically speaking, let's just say 30% of them are legit quarterbacks. And I would guess that that's high. Like he's the guy for sure that we want. Let's just say it's 30%. So I'm looking at Jordan. I'm saying it's 30%. Okay, then the first year goes by and let's say the, you know, that training camp, although that was that was a COVID year. So that whatever the the footwork looked bad. The reports out of camp are bad. Now, that's not a huge deal, but you look at the data now and you say, okay, of that 30 percent, how many of them had really bad reports coming out comparatively? Like usually and I, I did look a little bit into this thinking like trying to use that as a positive for Jordan. Like, look, all these guys had bad reports. It really wasn't the case. Most of them, there was a ton of great reports coming out. Um, so it's like, all right, well, that's that's not great. So it, it drops it a little bit. Now the pool, the, the statistics have changed. And then he has the Chiefs game. It's like, okay, well, that changes it a little bit. Now you still got Rodgers and you still got a bunch of really good players mixed in. Like you lost Pat Mahomes, obviously, because he was great from the second he was drafted. But as these things continue to happen, the sample size gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And so now we sit here with the situation we're in, and you look at the stats and you look at the way things are going, and it's like there's not a lot of examples left. You've got 
Troy Aikman from the 90s, and maybe Josh Allen, although I would guess he was better than what we're seeing from Jordan right now. But, I mean, and and and, and you compare that to how many quarter, you know, how he compares to a lot of the quarterbacks that didn't make it. And of course he compares much more favorably or closely to those quarterbacks than these quarterbacks. So just from a statistical standpoint, every game that goes by in which there isn't a turn and there isn't some better production or whatever, it just pushes it further and further and further into that being more likely, right? That's, that's not to say impossible, but we're getting to a point in my brain anyways, where statistically we're getting closer to 0% than, than you know, well, certainly closer to 0 than 50, at least for me. I know a lot of people are like, no, we're, we're, we're at 75, like he'll be fine or whatever. So that's just the prism that I'm looking at. And so because there is still some possibility, you know, it's not like a team that got officially eliminated from the playoffs and it's like there is no more hope. And you can pretend that there's hope, but there's not. It's not like that. It's kind of like the situation we're in now saying we're going to win the playoffs. And you're like, I mean, it's not impossible. And I'm sure you can find teams that did it and everything else, and it's like, all right, here we go. You know, but at some point, you do lose enough games to where you are officially eliminated. And I think with Jordan, at least everybody has that moment where it's going to cross that line. And for Chris, he already crossed it. You cross that line into, we can't get there. We are officially eliminated from contention. And so what I've said is I want to give him the year and just see how it goes. Because you never know. Crazy stuff happens all the time. People can turn stuff around. Anyways, let's go ahead and take our first break. We'll come back and hear from Joe from Connecticut. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, Joe the janitor. So am I. From Connecticut. As expected. Not expected, but... In the last call, we lost to the the, the Denver Broncos. Um, Jordan Love sucks, and and our team is hopeless. It's sad. It's very sad to watch the team. Um, it's one of my first Sundays off. 
um, all year and where I didn't have to actually watch the phone, the game on my phone. So disappointing, but um, I guess now we at least know that our team sucks and then um, we can kind of move on from that. All right. Shalom. Yeah. And, and I kind of came to that, I guess, the last time after the Raiders game, because like I said, there really was no stress in this one. It just, it just didn't bother me. And so I was kind of just looking at individual pieces, you know, it was great to see, and I, it was really enjoyable. I mean, it was great to see the offensive line. It was great to see Aaron Jones. It was great to see AJ Dillon. Um, again, my man, Mr. Sims, the tight end, not just a elite video game, but a <laughs> great tight end too. Um, you know, get excited about Rashawn Gary, some of the pass rush. And the wins and losses are just kind of irrelevant, you know. And again, part of the part of the thing that gives me a little bit more hope than, let's say, for example, 2017, 2018, or 2018 in particular, was 2018 we had the quarterback. And so I'm looking at a team going, dude, we got, we got like, the best quarterback in the game. And this is all we can do. Like, what are we going to do? We need a new coach. We need new offensive and defensive coordinators. We need a new GM. We need a new offense we need a new defense we need a new special team like we need everything rebuilt from the ground like we're this is never going to happen like we're done it's over you have Aaron Rodgers and this is all you can do and it's not like bad Aaron Rodgers like if you look 28 uh, I think it was 2018 he played okay I don't that's not necessarily my recollection but you know from a PFF grading standpoint he was fine probably not his best year ever but it was it was a good year I'm looking at this going look we got players just need a quarterback and and I'm not saying that makes us Super Bowl contenders, but you know one of the themes I wanted for tomorrow is very simply this team goes as far as your quarterback. Think about it. We had the number one quarterback in 2020, and we had the number one offense. 2022, we had a mediocre quarterback, and what was our team? It was a mediocre football team. In 2023, we have a terrible quarterback, and what do we have? A terrible team. This team will go as far as the quarterback will take us. I mean, literally, the Packers have been exactly what their quarterback is almost every year. I mean, I, I said coming into the season, if we could just have a mediocre quarterback, then we'll be as good as we were last year. And that's true. But we don't. So we don't. Quarterbacks get all the money for a reason. So I'm still holding out hope if either, for either a turnaround from love or a replacement. And that being enough. But again, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm at a, you know, we, we got to shift our focus here at some point because I think most of us are still in this sort of, Either we win or a miserable phase, which means we're just going to be miserable a lot. You know, are we going to win a game? Yeah, I'm sure we'll win a game here and there or whatever. We'll figure out some stuff. But we're going to lose probably more than we're going to win. So we got to figure out what to do with that information. The offense was static pretty much the whole game. I just I just want to know who is going to come up with what excuse about who did something wrong on multiple times and not it being doing the assault, bro. I, I, I just see a quarterback that has digressed Week after week after week after starting off so strong with it, just it ain't it ain't. Even if we would have pulled that off, you had three minutes and fifty seconds to get into field goal range, and you couldn't do it. And then you throw one of the silliest picks I have seen 
why are you throwing there? I don't know. It's so frustrating, man. I am so out, and I know it's going to be a gang of people. I just want to know what the excuse is going to be this week. Well, it's it's me and you against the world, Chris, because I'm I am I'm usually fairly popular on my own show, and I'm not very popular right now. But uh, I I get what you're saying. What the excuse is going to be this week to the fans that what what are the excuses going to be to the fans? What just happened? Last in everything in the NFL on the defensive side of the football. What are you going to come up with? What excuses are you going to come up with to explain that? Are you going to blame the defense for giving up 19 points again? Not on the defense. What are what are we gonna what are we gonna do now? I'm just gonna sit back and wait and listen for the excuses, man. I love everybody on here that call in, man. But it's been a lot of excuses lately about Jordan Love, man. What what excuses are you gonna give for this? You can't get no excuses for this. You can't. You just you just can't, man. Three minutes and fifty seconds you have left to 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 execute and 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 get three, nine out touchdown three, and you throw a bonehead interception. I'm out. I'm out, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like I said before. I mean, maybe there are other issues. The the, the receivers might be running into each other. The the quarter or the the coach might be calling silly plays you might be too aggressive you might be too conservative which i don't know if we've reconciled which one we think it is seems like it's both at the same time we need to simplify it but we also need to stop being so simplistic cut jordan love loose and whatnot which i don't i feel like people that say cut jordan love loose are not watching the actual packers games but regardless the bottom line is what you're watching from the quarterback is not good enough there there that's not debatable so we can throw as many people under the bus as we want. It doesn't change a single thing that he is not doing good enough. That the guy that we're watching play football is not a franchise quarterback. Now, whether or not he can step into that and become that is up to him. But we can blame as many people as we want. It doesn't change a single thing. There's there's no amount of bad play calling that's going to make you throw these throws so unbelievably inaccurately. It, it, I'm to the point now where every pass beyond 10 yards is going to be off the mark at some point. Too, too high, too low, too this, too that. And some of them just to the point where you look at it and go, my goodness. I mean, you're, you're watching these college quarterbacks and whatnot, and it's like, I know that they're not going to be great. But at the same time, I mean, they're making these throws. I mean, bad quarterbacks make these throws. High school quarterbacks make these throws. To, to be able to throw accurate passes down the field. I, I, I the, 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 Interception at the end of the game, I mean, who who was it, Aaron or whatever, talking about he can't put it on Jordan 100% because Samori didn't come back for it. He didn't have the opportunity. He didn't even have a chance to come back for it because it got undercut by somebody else. He had to come to a complete stop to try to come back to the ball, and somebody about three yards in front of them came and swiped it. I, I think if they both tried for a 50-50 ball, neither one of them would have even touched it. Like I said, the, the throw to Christian Watson, that was Watson's on the right side of the field, and it hit right between the hashes. Like, what what was that? The remarkable level of inaccuracy is what's shocking. As somebody who made fun of Mitch Trubisky and Justin Fields relentlessly 
they both were much more consistent in their passing than Jordan is. You know how I know? The same reason you know, because Bears fans shoved those highlights in our face 24-7. 20-minute video of Justin Fields completing those passes. Well, actually, probably 15 minutes of that highlight video is Justin Fields running. But there's at least five minutes of downfield, on-target, right-in-stride passing. Jordan, I don't think, has one. Maybe there's one out there somewhere. I don't know. I'm talking about, like, the, the receiver doesn't have to break stride, and it lands right over his shoulder. That's an NFL pass. Has there been one this year? Not sure. Don't recall. So again, it's we, we can try to throw every single thing Gutekunst for not getting all the weapons, and we can blame the offensive line despite the statistics, and we can blame Matt LaFleur without actually knowing if he's the problem. We can blame everybody, the wide receivers, even though we have no idea if they're running the right routes or not, but we just throw every single thing under the bus. It doesn't elevate Jordan a little bit. Because at the end of the day, the only thing that does is say that the things that we don't know are not his fault. But the things that we do know, they're still 100% his fault. His, the things he did wrong, he did wrong. And, and that doesn't get changed because of all the other circumstances around him. It just means that everything that we couldn't see, none of that was his fault. Which would be pretty remarkable considering how much was his fault in the things that we could see. Uh, that would be quite the statistical anomaly there. Oh, I, uh, this is Omar the Firefighter again. Um, I had to call back because I didn't want to mention these two things. Uh, one is obvious. Actually, both are obvious now. One, a lot of people hate our center because everybody wants everybody, but most Packer fans wanted us to draft the Pro Bowl, future Pro Bowl center, yeah. and we got him instead, and we all know that he wasn't as good, even though he's not terrible, I'll admit. I think we hate him on center a lot, but he's just not the all-pro that right. we could have got. So now... Well, I saw somebody who will remain nameless go on a thing about how he's convinced that he's he's not even a starting caliber offensive lineman or whatever. Uh, Josh Myers, right now, is the seventh highest graded pass-blocking center in football. In what universe is that's not starter caliber? He gave up zero sacks, hits, or hurries and had an 85 PFF pass blocking grade in this game. Yes, he's a bad run blocker. I understand that. He is still one of the best pass blocking centers in all of football. Seventh best in all of football. By the way, who's the other guy that uh, we missed on? He was for the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Oh, Creed Humphrey. You know where he is? He's one spot below Josh Myers in pass blocking. 74.6 pass blocking grade for Josh Myers, 74.2 for Creed Humphrey. Josh Myers has given up six pressures. Creed Humphrey has given up seven. Josh Myers has given up one sack. Creed Humphrey has given up three. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say Josh is better than Creed. This is the first year that this has happened, and the overall grade is better because his run blocking is significantly better. But to say that Creed Humphrey, and I'm not talking about you, but let's just be honest, everybody acknowledges Creed Humphrey is like the best center in football. But then to say that the guy who is slightly better as a pass blocker right now isn't even a starting caliber center, I think Packer fans are so full of crap sometimes, it drives me crazy. We, we are the most spoiled, whiny, piss-and-moan fan base on planet Earth. It's unbelievable. One sack, one hit, four hurries, seventh best pass blocking center in football, and this guy shouldn't even be starting right now. Freaking unbelievable to me. Like, can, can we enjoy even the good things? I understand being upset about the bad things, but it's like, it's like, as far as I can tell, we've got a really good play caller, and our entire fan base is pissed at the play calling. We have a really good offensive line, and the entire offensive line is blaming all the problems on a bad offensive line. 
Like, what the... What, what are we talking about? What are we even doing at this point? Like, people hate Rashawn Gary in the pass rush. Like, are, are you kidding me? Are you serious right now? Oh, he's not doing anything. Oh, my good lord. Just, just pure misery. I mean, if you want to be upset about things that are bad, fine. Let's talk about the things that are bad, and let's discuss maybe some things that we can do to fix it. But if we're going to be pissing and moaning about stuff that's not even broken, just because we're angry, I don't want to participate in that. I'm not interested in it. I'm not here to be miserable just because everybody else is miserable, and just flailing their arms around, just, just a bunch of hammers in search of a nail. It's freaking nonsense. Jordan Love is going to receive the same kind of heat. Because guess what? There were like four QBs, like four good QBs in that class. Like every QB in the first round is good of that draft. And yeah. then Hurts in the second. Right. Good. All of them are good QBs. Very good. We got the only one that sucked out that whole draft class. Right. So it's like, it's just mind-boggling crazy. Um, I heard, I don't even know if it's true, but I heard a report that we tried to trade Aaron Rodgers to move up for the Chargers pick to get Herbert, and they denied it. They just wanted Herbert. I don't know if that's true or not, but at the end of the day, all those great QBs that came out that draft, and we got the only one that sucked. That's just like, it make it worse. He's going to receive the same hate. So just know that all the love defenders, that's what's going to happen. And I'm like, I'm I'm mad because I believe I have faith, but he literally has no reason to be this bad. He sat and watched and learned the playbook. He should be firing on all cylinders. Herbert knew he was going to play like 30 minutes before the game. Like, and he came out there and throwing for like three, four touchdowns. Didn't even know he was going to be playing. So it's like, how is it that he sat, learned this offense, watched the Hall of Famer play, do all this, and come out playing as bad as he's playing? It's like mind-boggling. And he has all the physical tools, but he is, it's just, he's not it. Like, I don't, you know, I can't even feel like I'm judging them too early because I don't see nothing positive, as you, as you said. Well, and, and, and that's, I think that's fair. And people say it's not fair, but it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous to say you have to be positive about something, somebody that's shown you nothing positive. You know? Like, I, I, again, I, I'm fine saying there is a slim chance that this all gets turned around. Fine. I'll concede that. But that has nothing to do with the fact that he's given us no reason, really, whatsoever to be confident that he can be a starting caliber quarterback. None. Yes, individual plays here and there, like every single horrible quarterback in the history of the universe has put together individual plays and a couple drives and this, that, and the other. I mean, backup quarterbacks do that crap all the time. Frickin' Tyson Bajant, a Division II rookie with no experience on a terrible football team, goes out and wins a game against a team that we lost to. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, even bad quarterbacks can put together some stuff. whoop de freaking do That has nothing to do with, are you the guy? That's what we're all waiting for. Are you the guy? Show me you're the guy. He's never shown it. Not in practice. This entire season of practice has been always up and down. Always. 
in the preseason games, it's always been up and down. In the regular season games, it's always either been up and down or just down. So, no, Omar, I'm not going to be upset with the fact that you're saying I just, I'll, be, I'll believe, I'm not going to believe it unless you show me something because I think that's completely fair. He hasn't been, had a good game all season. Right. He just has the talent. He might got the touchdown. Like, one of the touchdowns, they say should have been an interception. You know, it's just like, He's, you know, even, uh, you know, his passes ain't as accurate as they should be. Reed right. touchdown went through somebody, uh, Dom's hands and he caught it. So it's just, it's just a lot. It's, it's just like mind boggling for us to get the only QB that was bad in that draft class in the upper echelon. Now I'm only hoping that. Got cut off and we'll play the second part, but I just want to add one thing real quick here because that is a good point that I hadn't considered. The, the rules analyst came in and said that technically that interception, that, Touchdown to Romeo Dobbs should have been a pick. Now, I've never heard that rule in my life that it's whoever gets their feet down first. I think it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, what? Somebody's feet are always going to come down first, unless they're both just laying flat on the on the ground and then just touch both hands, all four hands touch at the exact same time. I don't know what the heck you're talking about. But anyways, think about if they had actually ruled it that way, and that was an interception. That was a bad throw. It was underthrown, and it was thrown late, and that's the only reason Romeo Dobbs had to come back and 50-50 that ball. It could have very well been one touchdown and two interceptions. In fact, according to the rules analyst, it should have been one touchdown and two interceptions for Jordan Love in this game, with the intercept, both interceptions being on bad passes. And then the the only other remaining touchdown is, is a play that shouldn't have been a touchdown either. Now, we can say it's a, a good throw and a drop by Dobbs, I guess, but... You know, I mean, the, the the receivers battled. They freaking battled in that game to to make it significantly better than it could have, would have, should have been. And that's why his EPA per play is so high, because there were very few passes, but the ones that were ended up, you know, being touchdowns. And, you know, of the, you know, few plays, there was a, a, a couple good big shots in there. And by big shots, I mean, like, nine-yard passes that were catching runs. But anyways, here's uh, part two. Man, I cut off whining that much. Ugh. I'm just hoping again uh, that we have at least four good QBs come out next year, and we can get one of them. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna start my scouting now to see what's the possibilities. And I, I know it sounds bad, I, like it says bad to tank, but literally, I would just say save all our good people. Let all the young people play. I'm talking about let Wilson play. Let uh, Wicks play. Like even this, speaking of Wicks, we did an end around with Wicks, and it lost like two yards. My, the first thing, and I, I swear we, I, I talked about this with some people or whatever. I think I was talking to my, my buddy Blaine about it, but um, we were talking about like we haven't really tried it with Reed, and he's a return guy. It kind of makes sense. Plus, he's got speed. We ran that play, and my son immediately just said, that was weird they ran that with Wicks. He's a young guy, whatever. He's like, I'm surprised they didn't try that with Reed. And I'm like, right? Right? (laughs) I mean, I'm sure there's a reason for it, but um, it is weird. Because we used to do that before, too. Who who did we used to do that with all the time? And it's like, why are you doing that? It was, uh, wasn't it Lazard? We did it with Lazard all the time. And it was just weird. Like, we have... Like, Equinemius, you could run it with. He's faster. You know, we got MVS, but we ran it with... So So there's something to the way that they want to do that that is not the way that I'm processing it, which is speed number one, because that's important. You got linebackers that are going to be booking it, and you got to beat their, you know, beat the linebackers. 
Um, and then number two, it would be nice to get somebody with some real good vision and return ability. So if you have a fast return guy, Jaden Reed, that might be somebody to uh, to look at. But okay, I guess we'll run it with Wicks and see how that goes. Why are we doing in the round? He's not saying. Right. It's like that's the play that you want with Christian Watson, and they was like, he's not on the field. Oh, let's run that play anyway. That was so stupid. So again, I, that's it's. I mean, that was just might have been one play that was dumb as hell. But it's 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 just not it. You know, I'm not mad at LaFleur. I really believe it's the quarterback. I'm not going to lie. I believe a lot of the problems and issues are quarterback. Injuries also, but everybody has injuries. you got to be able to play better than that. And I just know if we got a good QB, whether it's in the draft, I doubt it's going to be one of the free agency, but the sad part is a lot of these free agent quarterbacks are playing better than love. So if we just had a real at least game manager, we would be a sweet team. So I I can I will bet whatever I need to bet next year that we we be good if we get a QB. So just have that hope. I won't whine no more. I will just see who played good, yeah, who played bad, and that. But I'm done whining. Season is a wrap. I'm just gonna sit back and watch and root the young people on. That's what I suggest exactly. everybody else do. Um, still love the Packers. Still gonna wear my jerseys, but I just I'm a realist. Like we're not gonna do anything this year. So anyway, go pack go. They're honestly kind of like preseason games in a way, where you kind of just want to watch the young guys. And I was even doing that in the game. Like I was watching Lucas Van Ness. Like, come on, man, do something. He didn't do much, but <laughs> you know, it's I mean, that's kind of where I'm at a little bit. Where I mean, it's, the game wasn't over but i just i just didn't care i just i got the answer i needed to get the team's still the same team they didn't fix anything coming out of the bye um you know and next week maybe we'll see how they start off and if they come out and like fly down the field it's like oh crap what is this team and we'll we'll pursue that a little bit but if they're the same team next week i'm gonna do the same thing i'm gonna watch the like like when zach tom went to center like oh i gotta see this or you know again van ness or any of these guys that are out there i want to check that out um and we might have some opportunities with the massive amount of injuries. We're going to be watching Tucker Craft, I think, a little bit more because we're out of tight ends. Um, we're going to hopefully see Stokes, although he got hurt. I was so confused by that. I, I just thought he wasn't – like, I thought he was playing, and then they said he's not playing because he got ruled out. I'm like, what are you talking about? I got ruled. And then I saw somebody posted a picture. I think it was like the opening kickoff. He runs down the field and grabs his hamstring. I'm like, what the – what are you – what is this? So I don't know if he's going to be playing or what. But I mean, yeah, we we got a lot of uh, a lot of young guys. I mean, we're we're gonna have to start putting guys on IR just because we don't have enough human beings. Like we we can't call anybody up because we're out of space. We got to start designating people as as being out. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting week for sure. Let's take our final break. We'll come back and hear from Kyle from Madison. Ryan. Kyle from Madison. What's up, Mike? Well, <clears throat> I'm whelmed. That'll be my word today. <laughs> I'm whelmed. Uh, game just got over with. I, uh, I'm just, it, it's just sad kind of more than anything. You know, I mean, we lose two more great players probably for the year. I don't have any inside information that the Watson injuries which are horrible. Maybe the Wyatt one, I, I mean, he's riding off in a cart. So that list keeps going. Stokes, what, he's on for like two plays he, and his hamstring is hurt again. So right, that's exactly. a comedy. Uh, I thought from a play calling standpoint, and I'll be real careful not so that we don't have to litigate this again with the play calling before I've seen some tape. But I thought they were trying to do some stuff that was rather interesting early on. 
Uh, you could see LaFleur having to get his bag to get it working, and that's good. That's his job. Um, I feel like the first half they just didn't let Love, like, do a whole lot um, in the second half. I thought they did, and I thought he responded really well. Um, oh, I'm sure there's people saying that this game is his fault, and I hope you're not one of those people, but, I mean, okay. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I don't have a problem with a Hail Mary at that. You know, like, basically, that. do we want him to be Kirk Cousins? Should he have taken that eight-yard out? which I don't even know why we're running the eight-yard out that was open. Of course it's going to be open. You need a minimum of 20 yards, and even then you're maybe eight yards away from field goal range there. I've only seen that play twice, but I don't know who he's running to, and I don't know where he's supposed to go with that ball. It's basically Hail Mary. Look, the story of this game to me is that the other than the continued struggles in the first half is just how bad our blocking is on offense, okay? It's both the tight ends and it's the offensive line. Degara's blocking, he almost single-handedly just destroyed this team. I mean, he had a horrific penalty that uh, he was bailed out of. I can't remember the play, but his false start. He had at least two lookout blocks, you know, that he did nothing on. In fact, I mean, like, the play that epitomizes I thought things rather well was in the first half when it was like a third and three. And DeGuara completely misses his guy. Love still gets the ball past the defender who's rushing unblocked. I think he got his fingertips on it, but it still gets to Jones and it goes for a first down. But it was like even the simple three-yard pass was impossible. And then the offensive line screwed the offense and made it second and 20 in that last drive. You know, hold on, I'm called back. Hey, Kyle again. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I thought beyond just the absurdly bad game that DeGuara had, the offensive line was just an absolute freaking disaster. I don't know what you mean by that. I mean, Jordan Love had almost no pressure in this game. I thought it was pretty solid. I don't care what freaking metric you want to bust out <laughs> from what freaking okay, fair enough. website. I don't care. They had... The worst timed penalties I've ever seen, <laughs> and like, yeah, I mean, they lost the game. Like, you take you take every like, but the amount of players we were down at the end of that game, there is so few plays available to you, and then you're getting these horrible holding penalties. It's a second and twenty, man. Second, I mean, there isn't a whole lot available to you, even with a full complement of players at that point. Um, you're out of field goal range by a ways. I mean. It, and that was just a continuation of the trash we saw in the first half. I know that they had to shake it up a little bit. I know they're trying to, you know, when Myers went out, they're trying to figure it out. But the penalties were just brutal. I thought it was it was a really upsetting performance by the offensive line and the tight ends. Like, anybody that had to block on offense, it was, with the exception of some of the receivers. I did see some good blocking um, at first watch from some receivers. I will say that, but... Uh, and, and a little bit better interior blocking, I thought. There was a little bit better, um, like, second-level blocking at times. I, I do remember two plays where I noticed that. But there was still a lot of uh, Dylan, you know, having to move his own guys out of the way to get through. But I thought he ran better. But the uh, the pass blocking was, you know, on first watch and, and what replays I saw was was bad. And... 
and it wasn't just bad. It was real bad. So I don't know. Everybody's calling in to blame the quarterback. And that's whatever you want to do. I just, I don't, like, I, I'm going to watch through the game again tonight, but I'm not really sure. Like, other than, okay, take eight yards on third and 20 and then go for it on fourth and 12. And even if you get it, you're not in field goal range yet. I don't know. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's a better option than a pick. Second of all, you did have Romeo Dobbs open at about the sticks, but, you know, whatever. But then you're Kirk Cousins, so everybody ripped him a new one for doing the same thing. I, I don't know. Well, no, they would have ripped Matt LaFleur for a terrible play call. It's third and 20. Why would you just throw it down to, to A.J. Dillon, right? Because that's the way we we think now it's it's everything that ha- that the quarterback chooses to do is what Matt LaFleur wants him to do and so it's the play caller's fault yeah I mean I would like him not to get picked there I don't know who he's even supposed to throw the ball to I don't think Dobbs is the number one wide receiver clearly Watson in fact I don't even know if that guy's I don't know what's going to happen this was a really deflating game for us for a lot of reasons but um man the the offensive line is a complete freaking disaster um and I don't know. I mean, there's no easy answers for that. So I don't really know if our mission of seeing what we've got in this quarterback is even possible to be, you know, to to, to see out with that kind of play on the line. All right. Peace. Well, again, I mean, I you said you don't care about metrics, so I don't, I don't know what our discussion can be about. But Jordan Love remains one of the least pressured quarterbacks in football. Um, John Runyon and Rasheed Walker did have poor pass blocking grades. That is true. Um, Elton Jenkins had a 71. Josh Myers had an 85 pass blocking grade. Zach Tom had a 79 pass blocking grade. Um, I mean, it wasn't the most elite offensive line performance outside of the fact that there were zero sacks in the game, which I feel like is something to be sort of happy about. Uh, Also, kind of an interesting note, I just looked at this. He actually performed really well under pressure. He had a 74 grade while under pressure. So really, pressure wasn't even a problem. He was 8 of 11 for 107 yards and a touchdown when he was under pressure. The problem is he had a 47 grade with no pressure. (laughs) So I don't think we can blame pressure in this game. With zero pressure, he was 13 of 20 for 73 yards, one touchdown, one interception, 47.3 passing grade. So again, we don't need to, like you said, relitigate this or go round and round in circles, but I, I just... To me, I think that's kind of a lame excuse, and we're sounding a lot like Bears fans when we're saying, well, he, we, we wouldn't even be able to see Jordan Love play well. I mean, come on, man. He had time to throw. He had open receivers. He had a good run game this game. I, I just, I'm not doing it. I'm not playing that game. That, 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 that is not a reason for inaccurate passes and bad decisions. That has nothing to do with any of those things at all. So I just, I mean, you know, if that's how you're seeing it, then that's fine. But um, that's not my interpretation of what's going on. Hey, Ryan, it's Craig. It's hey. after the game. A um, couple of questions, and people probably have already asked them, but um, it didn't look like Stokes was out there. And yeah. they kept picking on Valentine. So I was, I was confused why they wouldn't have given Stokes more time again. Yeah, I was confused too, but it looks like he got injured within 13 seconds of playing football, so there you go. Valentine out of there, um, and at least see what happens. But <laughs> That's so annoying. 
Like, I, I, I'm not trying to blame anybody for the injuries, but it's like this whole year just feels like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, come on, man. This is just not fair. Again, maybe maybe he's just still too injured. Maybe he was out there. I just didn't see him. But I certainly never heard his name called, and I was trying to trying to see if I could spot him on the field. Yeah, but same here. So I didn't know if you had any thoughts on that. Uh, also, yeah, Jordan's last throw is just stupid. I mean, all you need is a field goal to win the game, and you're throwing a hero ball into double, double coverage and not – not even close, so underthrown. It's ridiculous. Um, so that's that's sad. I'm not even sure if uh, why you call a play where that's kind of an option. Why you're just not doing something to get eight, nine, ten yards or something get you closer to field goal range. And um, you're at mile high. Uh, you can kick a pretty long field goal there. So just seems like why even tempt him with that kind of uh, play call. Anyway, rough season. Go back, go. Yeah, and Jordan Love is like his own worst enemy right now because, I mean, that's his mentality, you know, and, and it's it's a positive thing that he doesn't get gun shy and he always believes he can make the throw. I mean, it's the same, it's the same mentality Rodgers had. The problem is he has some of the worst downfield accuracy I've ever seen in any human being that's played football. So you couple those two things together, and it's just a it's just a complete disaster because he's just going to keep chucking it down the field whenever he thinks he's got a good matchup or whatever, and sometimes he does, and um, it's just not going to be there. So you know what do you do? Well, if we rein it in, then Matt Lafleur is a piece of crap because you know all we're doing is this dink and dunk, and there's no creativity to the offense. If you keep taking shots, then we're setting him up for failure. So I don't know I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. Hey, Ryan. Steve up in Alaska. What's up? Just finished listening to the game a little bit ago because we didn't get to see it, but I listened to it on the on the radio thing there. and um, Didn't get to see stuff, but, you know, Wayne does a good job of describing what's going on. And he sounded awful disappointed about most of what he was seeing going on through the game. Um, I, I I don't care that we made some kind of a comeback in the second half. Um, mm-hmm. Even if we won, I would have been really disappointed. Cause I'm, Same. I am – I'm – I don't want to curse or say anything terrible and awful, but massively, massively disappointed in our first half production offensively all season long. Um, I don't put anything on the defense. I think our defense actually this year has been playing pretty well. Granted, teams haven't had to like go into overdrive mode because our offense is awful. Our offense is not doing anything. When you look at the first half, what, 100 total yards rushing and passing? At 100 yards? And most of that was on the ground. You know, we only had four yards per play. You know, three third game in a row where we had no points in the first half. You know, it, it, it just can't be. We, we just can't have this. And I don't if we can do stuff in the second half, how come we can't do anything in the first half? You know, I I, I don't know. We, we got to get better. And I know people say, oh, but look what all the defense gave up with all those rushing yards that they gave up. On the ground, I I look at it as this. If our offense isn't moving the ball, there's no reason the other team shouldn't just continue to pound the ball at us because we don't have a run defense. All right? I know that there's all kinds of talk, and you you look at your stats, and the numbers say that passing is more important than running and pass defense is more important than run defense. I'm I'm just against it. The The numbers are misleading because the numbers are bigger on one side doesn't mean that they're more important. 
you know, I, I'm not going to go into some long try to figure out a way of explaining it and giving this, that, or the other because then we only got 40 seconds left here. But I, I think you need to be able to run the ball and run it effectively, which means we need to get an offensive line that can run block because it pulls teams' defenses in to watch and have to deal with that run. That's how teams are doing us. They're running the ball. They're wearing our off our defense out, running the ball early because they can do it, and they put these long drives on that wears us out, and then we got no pass rush in the later part of the game because the guys are too tired. An offense would be great if it was putting up points because then that defense would work, but it's not putting up any points, not doing anything early in the game. It's not putting any pressure on the opposing defense. So that's my complaint. Still Packer. Go Pack. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, and again, I think we ran the ball pretty well in this game, and that's kind of part of the issue is, you know, we keep, and I don't necessarily mean you, Steve, but I just mean we keep trying to beat around the bush here. You know, like, well, yeah, okay, Jordan didn't play great, but look at the offensive line, and then the offensive line improves. It's like, okay, yeah, but he doesn't have a run game. What do you expect? And then we run better, and it's no different. It's like, yeah, well, and it's always, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, well. And it's like, look, I mean, we we can run the ball 70% of the time, and get, you know, five, six yards per carry, we're going to lose the game, right? We we didn't start actually having success on offense until we started passing down the field successfully. That's just the reality. Um, I mean, the run game certainly will help that in terms of opening up the pass. I mean, if you're able to run successfully, I, th- I think, uh, although I think the data is against it, that it's not about running successfully, it's about running but um, just the simple fact that it helps open up the pass. But the offense wasn't good in the first half just because we were running the ball fairly well. We were good in the second half when we started passing the ball well. That's what we're missing. So, I mean, again, we can come up with a million different things that are wrong. I don't care about any of them. If the passing doesn't get better, we're not going to get better. If we can consistently pass, and I'm not talking about elite 40-yard passes. I just mean if we can complete 8-yard passes. If we can do that consistently, we're going to win games and we're going to be fine. Our offense is going to be fixed. Boom, just like that. I don't give a crap about running the ball. I don't care about any of that. Pressure rates, nothing. Tell me Jordan Love is going to consistently complete 8, 9, 10-yard passes. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, we're going to win football games. Period, end of story. If we can't do that, we're not going to win. And maybe he can't because it's nobody's open. I don't know. I haven't looked yet. Maybe it is Matt LaFleur. But that's the bottom line. Got to pass. And until we can figure out how to do that, and I'm not talking about throwing at the line of scrimmage, beyond five yards, we can consistently do that, we'll be fine. But because we can't, we're not. Hate to oversimplify stuff, but it was pretty straightforward to me that that's what the difference was in this game. And, and that, that's beside the point of who's to blame. It's simply saying we have to be able to throw the ball. I mean, just period end of story so and yes i would love to be able to run which i think we did pretty successfully in this game but i mean it certainly helps having aaron jones back felt like a breath of fresh air and i look forward to him and rashawn gary feel like our two best players on offense and defense right now that we just haven't seen enough of but look forward to getting those guys back even more healthy playing more snaps because it uh it's needed but it's not going to matter it's just not unless we can start playing better down the field, four quarters. So I'm going to leave it at that. You guys have a good rest of your day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.